having heard from the prophets, from the writings about Jesus' first coming, we now hear Jesus' own words foretelling His second coming. A reading from the Gospel according to Luke. The 21st chapter, beginning with the 25th verse. There will be signs in the sun, the moon, and the stars. And on the earth, distress among nations confused by the roaring of the sea and the waves. People will faint from fear and foreboding of what is coming upon the world. For the powers of the heavens will be shaken. Then they will see the Son of Man coming in a cloud with power and great glory. Now when these things begin to take place, stand up and raise your heads because your redemption is drawing near. The Word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You know, there comes a point in the great thanksgiving of the Holy Communion liturgy where I say these words as we proclaim the mystery of faith. And then we all say together, Christ has died. Let's try that together. Christ has died. Christ is risen. Christ will come again. That's a promise. It's a reminder of what God has already done, what God is presently doing in that Christ is risen and rules, seated on the throne of heaven, and what God will do in sending His Son again to bring redemption to the earth. I ask you, does that sound like a promise of hope? This Advent, we will hear about promises of hope, promises of love, promises of joy, and promises of peace that are all related to the first coming of Christ and to Christ's second coming. And Jesus has just spoken to us about those signs of His coming. When many people hear this, including some Christians, their thoughts turn instantly to fears of destruction and not to hope. But dear ones, when we say Christ will come again, we mean to encourage one another to hope and to hold on. To hold on to our faith that He will come for us. But still there is persistence to treat Christ's coming as a time of destruction. Jesus wants us to know, we who follow Him, that it is a time of redemption. Those who do not believe Christ will find it a time of fear. But for the people of God, He says, stand up, raise up your heads and look, for your redemption is drawing near. You've probably heard people rail on people before that want them to straighten their act up and tell them the wages of sin is death, right? You've probably heard somebody quote that from a pulpit and say, you should straighten your life out because what you're earning is death. And while they're right, they're wrong in the sense that they don't give the second part. The second part is a but. The gift of God is eternal life in Jesus Christ our Lord. When Jesus comes, He brings not death but life. 
Not destruction, but redemption. The return of Jesus Christ is not about destruction, but redemption. Listen to Jesus' own words again. When these things take place, stand up, raise your heads. Your redemption is drawing near. Now the word redemption can be lost on us at times. I'll tell you a quick story about somebody redeeming something. There was a little boy... And he went out in a field and he set a trap for some birds. You know, you can take a cardboard box and lean it on a stick and put some bread under it and one little bird will come. And if you don't trap that one, if you let him leave, he'll go get his friends, I'm told. I heard that story just yesterday. And he'll bring some more birds. And if you wait and be patient, eventually there'll be more than one bird there. You can pull the string, the stick will fall, the box will fall on the birds, and you can catch the birds. I don't know if the little boy caught his birds that way or not, but let's pretend he did. But this little boy caught some birds and put them in a bird cage, and his idea was to take them home and tame them and let them be his birds. And as he was walking home, he lived in Boston, and there was a Boston pastor that saw him walking with the birds. He says, hey, what are you doing with those birds? Because they were just kind of flying like wild birds in a cage. If you've ever put a wild bird in a cage, you've seen that. They bump into everything and fly around. They don't know what to do. And the little boy said, I'm going to take them home and tame them up. And the pastor said, well, what if you can't? He said, I'm going to feed them to that old cat lives under the house. Why are y'all laughing at that? That's horrible. The pastor was horrified. He said, I tell you what, I'll give you $2 for those birds. He didn't want to see them fall to that fate because he knew that no matter what, those birds couldn't be anything but what they were. And he didn't want to see them be killed and eaten by the nasty old cat that lives under the boy's house. So he redeemed those birds. He bought them out of their captivity. I'll give you another example of what it means to redeem something. How many of you like coupons? How many of you like getting 50% off something you buy? Let's try that. Usually there's a coupon, right? Now if you look on the back of the coupon, it'll tell you the actual value of that coupon is probably one thirty-second of a cent, which means if you collect 32 coupons, you take them to the store, they've got to give you a penny. Because the coupons belong to the store. They're in the paper, but they belong to the store. They've been given out. They've been handed out and handed and put into your possession. And when you come to the store, you can redeem that coupon. Let's say I have a coupon for Bass Pro Shop for $20, and I want to go use that coupon. I'm going to be head over heels to get that one, right? And I go use that coupon. I'm re- their store is going to redeem it by buying it back from me, by giving me the cash value against my purchase. You're redeeming the coupon. We're like the coupon and the little wild birds. We can't be anything but what we are. Our worth has been diminished because of sin, but God loves us so much that He chooses to redeem us anyway and pay the price that's owed for our slavery, our freedom from our slavery. Because the wages of sin is death, but God intends to redeem us from death, to purchase us out of death through the giving of His own Son. The coming of Jesus is a promise of hope. A promise of redemption. He's coming to redeem us. To drag us out of a world of sin and death and give us a new heaven and a new earth. A place of love, life, and joy eternal. 
It may be true that for those who do not believe in Christ, the coming of Christ will be a time of fear, a time of mourning, a time of fainting. But for us who know Christ, it will be time to stand up, to raise our heads, and to celebrate our redemption. That's a promise of hope. Let's hang on to that. The coming of Christ is not destruction for us, but the coming of our redemption. And so I say to you, come Lord Jesus, come, redeem your people.